Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach Tip of the Day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for listening in today. I really appreciate it. Uh, we are excited about our lineup today. There's a, oh man, we have so much great content today. And we're going to start off with uh, someone who's been on the show before, uh, Karen Hall of uh, you Direct IRA Services. And let me tell you something. Do you have an IRA account? And are you frustrated with your choices that are available from your provider of your IRA account? You know, a lot of people are saying there's just nothing, I'm not making any money on my IRA, or I'm worried about the stock market, and I want to find out what else is out there. So you're in luck. Karin helps people use their retirement accounts to invest outside of Wall Street into real estate, private stock, loans, and much more. So you direct IRA services. Uh, Karin Hall, welcome back to the show, and thanks again for joining us. Well, hey, Bill. Thank you so much. Karin, it's... uh, it's an interesting topic. I think there's a lot of people who might be um, surprised that they can do other things with their IRA account than just the bank or mutual funds or other things. Um, tell, tell us about that. You know, tell us a little bit about how you started this company and, and what you found along the way, and and uh, and what do you do? Oh, sure. I'd be happy to. Yeah, I, f- I, f- I worked for a self-directed IRA company for a couple of years and then um, broke off on my own and opened UDirect IRA Services in 2009. And since then, we've helped thousands of people uh, to self-direct their IRA. And uh, so it, that's, all, that's all been great. And so it, it's a big learning curve. My background is, uh, has been real estate, property management, uh, lots of the mortgage lending experience, including loan servicing. And so when I got into the self-directed IRA field, um, th- there were a lot of surprises that, I, that also some investors find, too, when they go to invest their self-directed IRA into real estate. There's one set of rules when you're using your private money. There's a different set of rules. Uh, when you're using IRA money. So it is our task and and goal um, to do the best we can to help educate people. But when it's a self-directed IRA, it is self-directed. So you really do need to educate yourself. Uh, But of course, we're always here to help. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So a lot of people are probably wondering, okay, uh, first time I've heard about this, perhaps, uh, how prevalent is this? How many, what percentage of people use self-directed IRAs um, out there, do you think, in, in the grand scheme of things? Yeah, good question. Well, you know, there's the last time I looked, the total was like $23.5 trillion in America in retirement money altogether. And it's not just IRAs. I'm talking about 401Ks, annuities, pensions, and so forth. So of that large $23.5 trillion pool of funds, about 3 or 4% of it is invested in what's called alternative assets. At least that's the last estimation. Um, so alternative assets, basically that means not the stock market. Okay. Okay. So this is something that it's not for everyone, but um, who is you know who is it for? Who is this type of a, a strategy work best for? Who are some of your clients? Well, it works best for somebody who is prepared to truly self-direct their IRA uh, and, and that they have someone who has the right expectation and someone who's a sophisticated enough investor to understand uh, and, and take responsibility for their whole uh, transaction. It's sort of like when you 
if we're going to use real estate as an example, if you're buying a house, you go to escrow and you say, hey, move the paper. I want to buy this house. Um, escrow doesn't tell you what house to buy or if it's a good deal or not. They just simply execute your orders and get you from the, the, the legal point of, of view where you don't own the house until you do. That's what we do. We're administrative in that, in that regard. Self-directed IRA companies are. So you direct us what you'd like. You, know, you, tell, you say, this is what I want my IRA to invest in. We say, great. Um, we help you open the account, get it funded, and then get your money out into the deal. But we're not telling you if it's a good or bad deal. We are going to take a look at it to see if it's a prohibited transaction or if it's illegal because, you know, we don't want to be involved in, in some kind of toxic asset, you know. Uh, so we will definitely be taking a look at it from that regard. Um, but it, it, so if when you have a self-directed IRA, the best person is the person who walks in with their eyes wide open about the responsibility that they um, are going to need to bring to the table to make sure that the account uh, runs smoothly. But it, it's not difficult if you follow the rules, and there's uh, we you know we're here to teach you about the rules. Okay, so th- there's a lot of people with uh, quite a bit of money that they've rolled over from say their 401k or other. Um, uh, work-related pension plans or or uh, uh, retirement plans uh, are rollover IRAs suitable for this type of uh, uh, treatment? They are, they are. And if okay. you um, have a previous employer's plan, like a, it could be a thrift savings plan, it could be a 401k, it could be uh, a 403b, some sort of account with your previous employer. Yes, you can open a self-directed IRA contact your previous employer's plan administrator, give them the account information for your new account, and fill out their rollover paperwork, uh, and then they'll roll the money over into a self-directed IRA so that you can invest outside the stock market. We do that all the time. Hundreds of thousands of people have done that. Okay, and is there a, a size of account that starts to, where this starts to make sense? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, Again, it's self-directed, so you determine if it makes sense for you or not. If you say if you have ten thousand dollars in a self in a, and you want to start a self-directed IRA, well, you want to ask yourself what are you going to do with it. We've seen a lot of people take smaller IRAs and, for example, make micro loans. Your IRA can loan money to other people, and then that person, the borrower, pays your IRA back the loan payments. And so in that regard, the IRA can start to build. Maybe you charge you know, interest and points. Um, the loan gets paid off. You loan it to someone else, and you can build and build and build. People will uh, do that. So the size of the IRA really depends upon your investment plans. Does it make sense uh, for your investment plans? Or maybe maybe you've got 50000 in a self-directed IRA, and you want to buy uh, shares of a, of, of a syndication. Um, th- you know, that's another thing that people do. So it, it just depends on what your investing goals really are. Okay, so uh, some people would say, uh, you know, I want to invest in in real estate. Others would say I want to set up a, a loan structure where I'm loaning money to other people. Uh, can they can they buy their own real estate or loan money to themselves? You know, they can't, and and that's because there are these rules with self-directed IRAs that don't really exist anywhere else. And so that is uh, part of the you know the part about having the right expectations. If you know the rules, then you can play the game. I, I suppose is the way to look at it. Mm-hmm. So. Um, one of the rules regards uh, people who are qualified and disqualified to your IRA. So disqualified people are your lineal ascendants and descendants. Uh, so you can't, your IRA can't invest with your parents and grandparents and their spouses, you and your spouse. You're disallowed to your own IRA. 
your children, your grandchildren, and their spouses are disallowed. But the people who are allowed um, are out to the sides on the family tree, like your nieces and nephews, cousins, brothers and sisters, and of course, unrelated people. Are, are you know you could, your IRA can invest with them. Uh, but when it comes to what we call prohibited transactions. Your IRA cannot lend money to you because then you would have personal benefit. That's a prohibited transaction. Um, if you want to read about it, it's, at, uh, it's in um, the Internal Revenue Code, IRC 4975. And it says there that neither you nor a disqualified person can benefit from the IRA. So it's personal benefit, present benefit, indirect benefit even. And so your IRA isn't going to loan money to your friend down the street. Then your friend down the street invests in your company. That's prohibited because it's, you re, are receiving indirect benefit from your retirement funds. So there are some rules called prohibited transactions that you really need to know um, before you can you know, win the self-directed IRA game. Okay, so the overall the key of this is that you're taking the boundaries off of the IRA you might currently be in. For instance, if it was a group of mutual funds that was offered by a fund company, they're telling you what your choices are in this situation. You're, you're creating your own choices, but you have to be careful. You have, there are certain rules and regulations with regards to this. So uh, has business picked up the last few years? I mean, we're sitting in a zero-yield environment in bonds and, and money markets, basically. Has business picked up substantially for you as people have looked at other creative ways to invest these these retirement funds? It really, really has, Bill. So in 2012, for example, um, our account holders were investing in REO property. There was a tremendous amount of inventory of this REO, um, you know, real estate owned, this bank owned property. That dried up and so the investors found new things to invest in like notes, um, making new notes like trust deeds and things, but also buying existing notes, um, you know, buying them at a discount and having the lender now pay or having the borrower now pay the IRA back the debt instead of the previous, uh, the previous lender. So we've seen that the, what people are investing in shift, but you're right. Uh, that people are definitely not um, completely enamored with the stock market, how many people have lost money in the past and, and lost a lot of money. And now that we've got the baby boomers, I don't know how many tens of thousands of people turn uh, 65 every day, for example, but when you think about how or even 60, how many people are, are becoming retirement age every day, this huge glut of people, uh, those people may or may not want to keep all their retirement at risk in the stock market, especially when it's at an all-time high. So, yes, we're definitely seeing a, a very a, a very good, steady increase in the number of people that, that choose to self-direct their IRAs. Yeah, and the statistic is 10,000 a day turn 65, and, and other ages from age 50 to 65 10,000 a day turn those ages for the next 15 years. It's pretty, there's a staggering marketplace. As people become more aware of these assets and say, you know, now it's time to turn from growth to yield. And uh, of course, now the, the market's hitting all time highs as we sit here uh, the last few, few days. And so our, a lot of people are probably getting nervous about that and saying, you know, maybe it's time to take some chips off the table and look at some other types of, of areas. But traditionally, they would go to bonds and other stable um, investments, and there's just no perceivable yield over there. So, <laughs> you know, so real estate can be a great option for them or, or notes, like you say. So, Well, so, what we like to say is to invest in what you know best. Um, it's not a good, you, you know, your retirement account is not a good place to experiment with something you've got no experience with. Uh, so invest in what you know best, and a lot of people do understand real estate. I mean, pretty much everyone lives in a building, so um, we understand real estate uh, to, to a great degree, so it becomes a comfortable asset. 
uh, as long as you do your homework and you do diligence uh, on it, that that is an asset. I'd say 95% of our account holders do invest in real estate in some form. Now, let me ask you a question. Do do a lot of people do a partial rollover into a self-directed IRA and then say, let's let's just use that for that and we'll keep our others at other, you know, where where they are now? Absolutely. You can do a complete rollover or a partial rollover, whatever you, you decide, uh, whatever suits your needs. We just ask that you leave $325 um, in your account. Okay. And so if could they also alternatively roll the whole thing over and kind of match what they're in now with an investment advisor with part of it and have the rest of it? It's self-directed. I'm, but I'm sorry I have to be confused about this, but it's mm-hmm. it's a new topic. No, I mean it's fine. So, so if you're, so you can, um, when you're going to self-direct and have a self-directed IRA, it's for alternative assets. So, right, you can have your financial advisor have you have X percent of your portfolio in the stock market or stocks, bonds, and mutual funds, and then you can have another percent that you self-direct that's outside the stock market. So, our account is for alternative assets only, and so keep that in mind. Okay. Okay, that's good to know. Okay, and so you you do a lot of education with regards to this. I know you have uh, something that uh, listeners can get from you that's a handbook, but do you have any workshops coming up? Well, we we do all the time, and the best way to find them is to go to our website, which is udirectira.com, and click on calendar. Uh, We have webinars going on uh, frequently um, there, there are just so many ways to learn, and, and you can also call us if you want to. If you want to have a conversation, hey, we're looking at doing this. Does it fit into a self-directed IRA? Can I do this? And then we'll have that. You know, you, usually we have a 20-minute consultation with people where we talk about what they, what they want to do and if it fits a self-directed IRA or not. Okay, and uh, can people do this in any part of the country, or do you work stri- uh, strictly in a geographical area like California? No, any we have accounts from all over the country, so that's that's nice. I was just seeing one from Nebraska today, one from Alaska. So, uh, yes, it's definitely all fifty states. Okay, since you're acting as an administrator, not a investment advisor per se, people can call you from all over. You're going to be able to administer their accounts and then help them figure out what they want to do as far as uh, well, or, or at least give them the guidelines as far as prohibited, not prohibited, green light, go ahead, right? Right, exactly, and we we can take you up to a certain point. Now, if it gets really complicated, mm-hmm. then we have attorneys and CPAs that we can refer to you uh, because we don't give tax or legal advice. Mm-hmm. We can tell you about self-directed IRAs, but if it gets deep and you really, for example, if you're asking how do I structure this deal so that you know that I can do it, we're not going to be writing the legal language of a deal for you, for example. But we do have lots of of good, um, solid people that we can refer you to for those kinds of things. But when it comes to whether or not something's a prohibited transaction, we can certainly, again, steer you in the right direction. Whether or not an investment is a prohibited transaction, the onus is on the account holder to determine that. Um, but an account holder does not necessarily understand it as well as we do. That's why you know, we're here. That's, that's what we do most of the day is talk to people about their, their proposed deals and you know, how, how does it look and how will it fit in a self-directed IRA. I would imagine a lot of times they have their tax advisor give you a call to talk talk it through so they can make the call. They make, do, and it's funny. The, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you're so right because sometimes a tax advisor will tell them, oh, no, your IRA can't do that. Your IRA can't make a loan to someone. Your IRA can't buy real estate. 
But what's so funny is that you've been able to do this for 40 years. Uh, Gerald Ford signed the ERISA laws into effect in 1974. They went to effect in 75. So this year, it's 40 years you've been able to self-direct an IRA, but it's still like a best-kept secret. Yeah, I will second that. I, I talk to a lot of advisors who aren't real clear on, you know, IRA accounts, people think they're pretty simple, but there are a lot of rules with regards to uh, contributions and distribution and when you have to and how best to do it and what you can put into it. So there's a lot of complexity there. Now, when someone uh, comes to you um, and says, I've got, let's say, half a million dollars in my IRA account and I want to start a self-directed IRA, where does the money go first? Do you help them I mean, do they do they set up a a money market account at their bank to initially hold the liquid funds before they distribute no. it or Okay, what happens? Yeah, and that's a good point because if you do take personal possession of the money, you're only allowed to do that once in a 12-month period. In fact, there are new rules that went to went into effect this year that you could that's called a 60-day rollover where you can have personal use of the money, but you've got 60 days to put it in a retirement account, an indirect rollover or a 60-day rollover. It used to be that you could have a separate 60-day rollover for every single IRA account you own. This year it changed. All of your IRAs together are an aggregate. And now you can only have one 60-day rollover for all your accounts in a 12-month period. So don't take personal possession of the money if you don't have to. What you would do is fill out our transfer form, and then you would sign it, and then give it to us, and we would sign it. We'll send it to your current custodian. Or you contact your previous employer's administrator, and your previous employer's administrator will will then uh, roll the money over. So it's a direct rollover, not an indirect rollover. So it's a custodian to custodian rollover. And that way you don't have to worry about the 60-day rule. And that way you have uh, you move the money from one place to the other without it being a taxable event. Okay. And then with, within inside the IRA that now you're, um, you're uh, the administrator of, where do the initial funds sit once they're rolled over? <clears throat> they sit in, in the IRA account. Um, they can earn a, a, well an interest. They're, it's an interest-bearing account. And it, it earns just a fraction of a percent of interest because, frankly, that's the market today. And But the, the funds are there ready so that when you're ready to invest, you can pull the trigger. What we have, have happened sometimes, and it happens like it happened Monday, someone called and said, oh, I'm so excited. I put a house in contract. Now I want to open a self-directed IRA and have my IRA buy it. Well, that's a problem because you personally put that property under contract. Remember, you're disallowed to your IRA, so your IRA can't buy an asset you own. And this person didn't even have an IRA, so they didn't even have an IRA that could buy the property. So what they have to do is completely get out of that deal, open a self-directed IRA and fund it. And by the way, a custodian will take about two weeks to move the money to this new account. So they were completely unprepared to do this. Um, they've, got, they've got something locked up, but they've, and they want their IRA to buy it, but th- there's no IRA account and no money in that account that doesn't even exist <laughs> to, to make an earnest money deposit. So you see how you really have to start with the money in the account first and have it ready so that you're, when you're ready to pull the trigger, it's there and it can work for you. That's how it has to work. So this is something they should be thinking about uh, a couple months before, if if they have a, a at least a couple weeks before, right? A couple weeks, yeah. At least a couple weeks. Okay. Okay. So you have an offer for our listeners a free copy of the self-directed IRA handbook by attorney Matt Sorensen, and that's been written recently. So that's always good because things always change. Um, and and how do our listeners get in touch with you and and request that? 
sure. I would love to. If someone's interested in self-directed IRAs, I'd love to help people be educated. So send an email to uh, to me, K Hall, K, the letter K, and then my last name Hall, H A L L at the letter U, udirectira.com. So K Hall at udirectira.com. And that's your website too, is udirectira.com, right? It is, and it's full of helpful information. Um, and mm-hmm. like I say, we're always available. To sit down and have a consultation with you. You can schedule one, and and we can talk about. Hey, what are your goals? What do you want to do? What does that look like? Is that appropriate for a self-directed IRA? Listeners, don't mess around with novices in this area. <laughs> you need somebody who knows what they're doing. Uh, and and Karen knows what she's doing. She's been doing it for quite a while, and she's helped quite a few people. So. Uh, Give her a call or, or shoot her an email or, you know, just check out the website and get informed about this. You might be surprised at what you can do with your IRA account. Karen, I want to thank you for coming back on again today. It's been a pleasure, and I look forward to the next time. Thank you, Bill. I really appreciate it. All right. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back after this, so please stay tuned. Does thinking about what will happen to your business if you're gone keep you awake at night? Will you get the price you need from your business to carry you through retirement? The BEI Network of Exit Planning Professionals is the world's leading advisor network with the power to help business owners transition out of business on their own timeline and terms. Ask your most trusted advisor to create a BEI plan for you or visit us at ExitPlanning.com. That's ExitPlanning.com. You're listening to ExitCoachRadio.com, the information station for age 50-plus business owners, where we're interviewing top advisors for their best tips, ideas, and precautions so you can be well-planned. We upload new one-minute tips every day. ExitCoachRadio.com. Come listen for a minute. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 